This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Going to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, where Jane Pickett, our resident vet, joins me. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you're very welcome to the programme. A kind of an unusual question has come in from June, who has a collie slash sheepdog. She describes the dog, really brilliant dog, gorgeous dog and all of that. But Jane had been thinking that that type of dog, a sheepdog, their natural instinct is to herd sheep and they're kind of working dogs. So she brought her dog along to a local farmer. The local farmer has agreed that the dog can go out with his sheepdog and herd the sheep. And she's wondering, is is that okay to allow a family pet to do that? Okay, this is a really interesting one. Um, so yes, uh, collies, sheepdogs, they do have kind of that natural instinct to herd. Um, they are incredibly intelligent. And in general, I would say they are on kind of, let's say, the, the tougher end of a family pet because they require so much mental stimulation just so that they feel fulfilled to, to keep them happy and to keep them mentally stimulated. So I think it's really interesting in this case. Um, clearly, our caller really cares about this little dog as a family pet and wants to make sure that they're, you know, able to use their brain in the way that nature intended. And I think that's fine. I think if the farmer has agreed to take on the dog, let's say, um, for intermittent, let's say, herding in a safe manner and he's used to controlling dogs, obviously, if he has his own farm dogs that would herd sheep, then that's probably something he's used to. Then I think that's fine. Um, what I will say is you probably need to exercise a degree of caution when you're walking your dog potentially around stock when you're not with the farmer. Because once dogs start to engage in that kind of natural herding behavior that is kind of instinctual to them, in particularly sheepdog collie breeds, it is something that, let's say, your dog won't know how to turn it on and to turn it off. So let's say you go for a walk in the hills and your dog is off the lead and it happens to be sheep. You can't expect your dog to have turned off that herding instinct and not to try and herd the sheep, um, even though that's not what you intend. So you need to probably be really extra mindful of that and extra careful. And I probably advise keeping your dog on a lead when you go into any areas where, where there might be stock. And, and I, this is across the board. This is not just, let's say, if it's engaged in kind of herding behavior to kind of fulfill its natural instincts. This is for every dog when they don't have perfect recall. This is for every dog around stock or farm animals. Because obviously, you know, farm animals, they have their own needs and they have their own fears. And a lot of the time, let's say, being around an uncontrolled dog can cause a lot of undue stress and can even cause some health issues. So it's really, really important to be mindful of that when you're walking in the countryside. Keep them on a lead, but particularly when they do engage in herding behavior. I think it's really nice for this dog that it'll get to have that mental stimulation. If, let's say, 
um, herding with the farmer um, with their permission is not um, a runner longer term. There are other ways that you can engage this little dog's brain in a natural way to get them to, to use the same skills that they would have as natural instincts. Um, it's different with every breed depending on what's intended for them. But if it's something we're really interested in exploring longer term, um, asking a veterinary behaviourist would be a really good thing to do. It's probably too long an answer to expand upon um, on, on a slot like this, but there are lots of skills that you can use and lots of interactive play to engage the same parts of the brain. But I think just be extra mindful when you're out and about okay. stock when you're not with a farmer. And you're right when you say, particularly those trained sheepdogs, they're so intelligent. When you ever, what, is it one mm. man and his dog? You know that programme? That, yes, yes. That I've watched many times. It almost becomes addictive when you're watching it. It's incredible how those dogs can be trained mm. they are absolutely fascinating animals and i think like the the sheer intelligence and bond that they have with their handler is just you know an absolute beauty to behold they are really intelligent animals and, and that's great because you know they're very useful and they really enjoy using their brains in that way but it's just important that anytime you take on any breed of pet into your household whether it be a collie or something more sedate like a cavalier or a greyhound it's really important to understand as a breed what their needs are as a breed what they're pre-programmed to want um brain wise so that you know you can make sure it's the right choice for your environment so that you set yourself up for success as a family pet but also set yourself up for success with having a happy and fulfilled pet in your environment so really okay. important. well done okay lorraine has introduced a, a king another king charles into the household it's a six month old puppy because the older King Giles, King Giles is getting older and they know one day he's not going to be around so they decided to get a new pup. Uh, everything's going fine but Lorraine said the older King Charles always suffered with dental issues and they're trying to make sure that they don't make the same mistake with the younger pup because they never brushed the teeth of the older dog. Is it something that Jane recommends you do with a pup? Yes, I would actually. And, you know, when you've got a young pup on your hands, everything that happens to them in the next several weeks to months, they will take as normal. So it's really important to socialize them well, to give them a variety of normal experiences that you anticipate that they'll have throughout their life. And one of those things can be toothbrushing. If you gently introduce toothbrushing to your puppy at this stage, they'll just accept that as normal. Um, it's what I would say is it's really, really important if you're going to be toothbrushing for your dog. Um, to do it as regularly as possible. I suppose in a perfect world, let's say every day, but look, that's not realistic for most of us. So as often as possible, a few times a week at least. The really important thing is not to use human toothpaste. So human toothpaste has fluoride in it. It's mint flavored. Dogs hate the taste of mint. So you're setting yourself up for a disaster there. But really importantly, they can have some ingredients in there as sweeteners um, to alter the taste for humans that can actually be toxic to pets. So you really need to get a pet safe toothpaste. Um, So that's usually available from from your vet. Have a chat to them about what one they'd recommend. With the toothbrush, it's important just to make sure you have a, a let's say, a strong one <laughs> that um, will stand up to a little bit of wear and tear, particularly as it's, you know, you're getting your puppy used to things. I, I would normally recommend the, the dog safe ones because normally they're they're designed for the job. But look, if finances are a concern, a normal adult toothbrush is OK. You just need to watch it very carefully to make sure that there's no kind of shedding of the fibres of the, the hair or any shedding of the plastic. What I would say is start simple. So the first things first is let your dog smell and maybe have a little lick at some of the toothpaste and make sure it's a nice tasty one. So your vet will be able to advise you on what to use and then slowly work up to, you know, using the little toothbrush just for a second or two and then giving them lots of positive reinforcement. They're the best boy or girl in the world. 
and you know just doing little two minute sessions to get them used to the sensation of brushing or touching the teeth with the toothbrush eventually you'll be able to brush the full mouth and you'll probably have some dogs that line up to have it done because they like the taste of the toothpaste and they like the bonding experience but you need to take it slow be patient um, and just continue on with small sessions but you're, you're right Lorraine she's, you're right to do it at a young age the, the younger yeah. you get the dog used to the better Maria's been on saying hi Patricia could you please ask Jane is there a need to take a sneezing cat to the vet Yes, yeah. yeah, I would do. Um, generally, any change in your pet from the normal of what you'd expect day to day is a signal that they probably need a health assessment with a vet. It might be something simple, it might be something, something nothing. They might just have a small little cold or flu and things might pass off. But with cats, there's a number of different causes of nasal discharge and sneezing. Some of them are very simple to sort. Some of them require attention um, and maybe some further investigation to get to the bottom of. But yeah, I would say this little this little cat could do with a visit to the vet. Okay, someone else is asking about bad breath in a five-year-old boxer dog. He's always had it. What would be causing it? Dental disease, um, it? Yeah. I would wager. Bad breath in a dog or cat is never normal. Um, so... You have to think about teeth like icebergs. So we only see, I'd say, let's say 20 to 25 percent of the tooth above the root, above the gum line. There can be a lot of damage and disease and nasty teeth below the gum line there. If you're noticing bad breath from your dog, even if they've always had it, they may have always had a degree of dental disease. That's also possible. Um, It's generally something that worsens with age, but definitely bad breath is an indicator that you need to go to your vet for a dental assessment. Normally, we'll have a look at the teeth in a conscious appointment and assess what they look like grossly to begin with. But a lot of the time, if there's an indication that there may be a deeper problem or even if your vet sees a lot of tartar or calculus buildup on the teeth, they'll normally recommend um, a scale and polish initially under anesthesia to assess the teeth. And that allows us to also assess the gums themselves and below the gum line surface to see if there's any deeper problems they need dealing with. So bad breath is definitely a signal that you need a trip to the vet. Actually, somebody else just listening to Jane. I think she's answered my questions. <laughs> this listener, I've got a cat who the last two days has gone off for food and I noticed this morning she's drooling out one side of her mouth. Could that be dental? It could be, yeah. So a drooling cat, it could be dental disease. The common things are common and dental is right up there. But drooling can sometimes be an indication of nausea, so feeling like you want to vomit as well. Um, so that, that would be a concern. And for a cat to go off its food as well, cats have to be really feeling quite unwell before they'll start refusing food. So this little cat needs a, a trip to the vet, I think, more more urgently Yeah. Um, to to get to the bottom of any problem before it becomes serious. Yeah, and with, we always say that with uh, cats. Cats are mm. sick, no matter how sick they are, they'll try to eat. It's when they go off the food, you need to worry. It's a big problem. Yeah. Exactly, it's a big problem. They're they're you know they're pre-programmed to keep eating no matter what, so it takes quite quite a lot of um it, it takes it's some, takes something quite serious to make them feel unwell enough that they'll just start refusing food. So that's definitely a big flashing red indicator that you need you need to get it seen to. Okay, listen, have a great week. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Thanks for that. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. Uh, bye bye. That is Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, which is part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 